To set the stage for this conversation, we have to go back a few verses. At the end of the Gospel of John in chapter 3, Jesus and his disciples had just been in Anon near Salim, baptizing people along with John and John's disciples. Apparently, the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was baptizing a lot of people, and so he decided it was time for him to return to Galilee. But our scripture tells us he had to go through Samaria. Now we hear this, that he had to go through Samaria, at the beginning of John chapter 4. The first three verses that for some reason are left out of this very long gospel passage. And he comes to the city of Sishar. Without a map in front of us, we probably would all assume that this was the most direct route to Galilee and that he could not avoid Samaria. However, if we look at a map, he actually went out of his way to go into Samaria, to the city of Seshar, rather than the straight, much shorter route directly into Galilee. So Anon and Salim, you can imagine, are kind of right here. Galilee is kind of up here and a little bit to the left. My left, not yours. <laughs> and Seshar is actually south and left. Okay. So the gospel saying that he has to go through Samaria takes on a different meaning. He could have stayed within the territory of Judea and entered into Galilee without traveling at all into Samaria. But there is a terrain there that Jesus knows he must cross. At Jacob's well, a simple exchange about water enters into a much larger conversation. There are a lot of divisions between these two people, divisions that could have kept them from continuing the conversation. And yet this Samaritan woman proves to be an equal conversation partner with Jesus, remaining engaged rather than letting all the divisions impede their conversation. The conversation that they share shows a willingness to ask questions, to learn more about the other, to seek to know and understand more deeply, rather than deepen the differences which divide them. These two conversation partners, a Judean and a Samaritan, a man and a woman, we're not just talking about geographical differences, but also religious differences as well. And yet this unlikely pair engage in a real conversation. Jesus has just come from a place where he, his cousin, and their disciples were baptizing the Judean people. And from that place, he comes to Jacob's well, to a source of water, both physical water to soothe the body, 
and also a source of God's water that assures a people of God who God is and how God cares for them. And at this place, Jesus proclaims that he brings living water, the water that bubbles up to eternal life. And as they progress further into the conversation, she reveals her true identity to him, that she is a woman without a husband, leaving her socially and financially vulnerable. And at the same time, she shows in this interaction her religious identity and deep abiding faith, as well as her capacity for strength and conviction. And he reveals to her his true identity, the Messiah, the source of living water. And transformation happens. The woman leaves her water jar, the burden that brought her out to this well multiple times each day to draw water in for her family. This jar that likely she carried on her head, that her strong shoulders and spine supported the weight of as she carried this life-sustaining element back to her home. This symbol of what kept her weighed down, the water jar. She leaves at the well as she runs to proclaim the good news of the Messiah. This is a circuitous journey that leads to a challenging conversation, and yet it is one that Jesus was compelled to have, to share the good news of God's living water, not only with the Judeans, but with the Samaritans and all the world. These are the conversations that our world needs today. The conversations that see all that divides us and yet seeks to know one another more fully, to come to a place that is abounding in living water for both parties engaged in the conversation. There are so many of these parched places in our lives where we need to engage in these honest and honoring and challenging conversations. In our country right now, we are seeing so many bills being brought up restricting the rights of trans people and trans children. What would it take to sit at the well with one another and not just talk about these topics on an intellectual debate level, but with trust and desire to hear one another, to learn more deeply about one another, and even share our true identities with one another. The intellectual debates do not change hearts. In fact, they can deepen entrenchment But the vulnerable, real conversations about the truth as we know it and understand it 
the truth of our lives and our hearts, when shared with someone with a real desire to listen and know more deeply, that is what transforms relationships from a place of deep division to a place of deep knowing and sacred truths. We need to sit with one another in these parched places, in these areas where there is much that divides us, and deeply listen to one another. Hear our true identities. The things that define us, the stories that direct our lives, the water jugs, those burdens that need to be set down and left behind so we can proclaim salvation. We need to have these conversations in how we engage in common discourse. Jesus was compelled to go into Samaria to spend this time at the well with our Samaritan sister. He knew that the living water that he had reached far beyond anything that seeks to divide us. And he and the Samaritan woman brought us to a place where the, the division, while still there, seemed much smaller than that which draws us together. The love of God, the living waters of abundant life that flows through me and through you, and through all who we differ with. What draws us together is the sharing with one another the deep truth of our belovedness in God, that we are beautifully and wonderfully made, that this source of living water, of abundant life, has knit us together in the womb has drawn us into creation and sees us as good, as made in the image of God. When we treat one another as being bearers of the image of God, when we approach differences as an opportunity to know more deeply one who is unconditionally loved by God, then we come into relationship less as one who seeks to conquer, but as one who is curious, one who seeks transformation, both within and without in the world around us. There are very few of us here who desire to have the difficult, vulnerable conversations with those we know think differently from us, to sit down and listen and ask questions, reveal of oneself, honor what is revealed in the other, and be willing to move even deeper. In the vulnerable, challenging, parched places of relationship, it is there that we discover the burdens that we need to lay down and we are transformed into a different way of being. One final observation. 
In the story of the Samaritan woman and the people of her town coming to see Jesus, the Samaritans proclaim Jesus as Savior of the world. Salvation is proclaimed. Let's note that Jesus is not yet hanging on a cross, crucified. He has come near. He has had a conversation and has been with these people. It is the only place in John where Jesus is called Savior. And in this, he is revealed as not just the Messiah for the Jewish people, but as Savior of the world. This invites us, as followers of Jesus, to consider how these vulnerable, challenging conversations across all that seeks to divide us one from another can bring salvation for us all. Amen.